When we call two-thirds of our Bible old, we start to think it's something that isn't relevant to us today in the New Testament. And I don't want anyone to think that. Welcome to In Grace with Jim Scudder, Jr. He is the senior pastor of Quentin Road Baptist Church in Lake Zurich, Illinois, and the president of Dayspring Bible College in Mundelein, Illinois. Welcome to In Grace. I'm Jim Scudder, and today we are talking about the Old Testament and how important it is uh, to our Christian faith, to our New Testament church age. Some people say, well, it's called the Old Testament, so it's kind of irrelevant or obsolete. No, no, no. The Old Testament is not obsolete, and we're going to be studying why that is. I'm also going to be using something that is obsolete as a prop. Uh, it's on the stage of the Quentin Road Baptist Church, and we cover it with a black cloth. I invite a young kid to come up and try to tell me what it is, and this is actually a Walkman, so that'll be fun to uh, see if the kid knows what that is. Today, we're going to be talking about Genesis, so we're going to start, as we always do, in a New Testament passage today in Mark 10, 6, from the beginning of the creation, God made them male and female, and John 1, 1 through 3, uh, talking about all things were made by him. So creation, and then we're going to use that as a springboard to go back and look at what that is in the Old Testament. And so uh, we'll be talking today a lot from Genesis chapter 1 and the creation of all things as God created the world. So I'm excited about this series and about today's message. I really love creation, and I just love taking the Bible for what it says, even if it goes against what is so-called science. And the reason I say so-called science, because science is observable and repeatable. Uh, the theories of how we got here aren't observable, obviously, nor repeatable. So evolution is a theory. It's not settled fact. It's not settled science. As a matter of fact, there's a lot of flaws in it. And so I don't buy into evolution. God didn't use evolution to create the world. God created the world by speaking in six literal days, thousands of years, not millions of years ago. So these are clear teachings from the word of God from especially the Old Testament and the book of Genesis. And that's why I'm excited about this series. Now, also, I'm excited because In Grace is not just radio. It is a television program. And tonight on TBN, uh, that's Trinity Broadcasting Network, we're going to be featuring a brand new four-part series filmed in Israel. It's called Discover Hidden Israel 4, and we're going to be featuring King David and going to all the places where King David was as a, a child, uh, the, the shepherd fields. We're going to sit on the well that he sat on, uh, and we're going to do all these things. So if you want to watch In Grace tonight on TBN or anytime on YouTube, go to uh, search for the YouTube channel In Grace, and there you can watch all of our dozens and dozens of episodes from all over the world, but I especially like the ones filmed in Israel. So we're going to be also featuring the first part of this on audio on Friday here on In Grace Radio. So definitely tune in for that. And then don't forget, Gather In Grace are events that we put on where we come to you. I'll be there, my wife, some of our team will be there, and we're going to host you. We have free tickets for you. We're going to be in Mitchell, South Dakota and Phoenix, Arizona coming up. And I would be so excited for you to come and for us to get to know each other and gather in grace. Go to our website, ingraceradio.com, click on Gather in Grace, and there you'll get your free ticket, and I hope to see you and meet you in your area. Lots of things in our lifetime are going or have gone obsolete. Isn't that kind of sad? And uh, we're going to start today by 
unveiling an item that some of you older people are familiar with. Some of the younger people have no idea what it is. And this was something that was introduced to the world July 1st, 1979. And it was wildly popular. And I need a kid to come help me today. Come on up. Now, I want you to tell me, first of all, what's your name? Olivia. Okay, Olivia. Can you guess what's under there? Here, take a look. Um, it's like a wallet and, and a speaker, I think. And it's kind of like, like a, a book. Okay, this is a Walkman. Have you ever heard of that? No. No, okay. You open this up and you put this in. Do you know what this is? It's a tape. Yes, a tape. Okay, so you put this thing in there. I don't even know. Do you think this thing works? Um, maybe. I mean, it might be from like the 70s, so. <laughs> you got I mean, that right. who even knows? When were you born? Um, what year? 2013. Oh my goodness. No, it's not working. You'd plug these in. And, and this was, and the first time in human history, you had something that was portable music. So before this, they didn't have any way to take music with you. And to, now today they have like the AirPods and everyone has the wireless headphones and you have it Bluetooth linked to your smartphone or something like that, right? Like every, if you walk, if you walk around the city, everyone has these ends on the airplanes. Everyone has these, they're all listening, right? But they would walk around and, and listen. And, and before that, people didn't have that opportunity. Right. So what do you think about this? It looks pretty old. <laughs> All right, so guess what, Olivia? You're going to get 20 bucks. Thank you. And that will be obsolete soon, too. So spend it. Thank you. D don't wait too long. You're welcome. Let's give Olivia a big hand. But there is something that is hundreds and hundreds of years old, but it is not obsolete, nor will it ever go obsolete, and that is this book, the Bible. The Bible in Isaiah 40, verse 8, says, The grass withereth, the flower fadeth, but the word of our God shall stand forever. Say amen to that. We have something that is solid, something that is, is tangible, something that is ancient yet relevant for us to, to know how to live, to know how to be forgiven of our sins, to know how to be redeemed by our creator. This book has all of the answers. There, there is no situation in, in your life or anyone's life that this book doesn't tell you what to do or at least give you the principles to know what to do. And, and if somebody comes up to you and says, God told me this and we need to do this, you know what I tell them? I say, I'll wait for God to tell me that too. Because once you start saying, God told me this or God told me that, in, in our day, when we have the completed scriptures, now all of a sudden you're going outside of scripture. Okay? That's why I don't believe that God audibly speaks to people. Now, does God impress something on you or, or give you a thought? Perhaps. I think that that might happen. But when you say, God told me this, 
I'm very, 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 very cautious about that person. One of our Israel trips, my dad was leading one of the, the people that came on the trip. And by the way, when you're on when you're on television and radio, you get all types of people that come on some of our trips. Most of them are absolutely wonderful. I'll leave it at that. <laughs> but this was when we were still looking for Osama bin Laden, and there was a news report that we had captured them, and this guy comes up to my dad on the Israel trip and says, God told me last night that Osama bin Laden would be captured. And my dad kind of rolled his eyes and it turned out to be a false report. He had not been captured uh, until, you know, it happened, I don't know, weeks or years later, they finally did capture him. But what does the Bible say about a false prophet? <laughs> the Bible says that that false prophet needs to be stoned. So be very careful, very careful about people that tell you, God told me this, or God said this to me, and uh, you'll, you'll do well. Just stick with the book, stick with the book. Okay, And you know at Quentin Road, one thing that we do uh, is we, we give you a lot of Bible, right? Every sermon, whoever it is, if it's me or one of our staff pastors, one of our students, whoever's teaching, preaching in any of our classes, any of our sermons, it, there's a lot of Bible here uh, because we believe in the Scripture. I mean, that's where we're going to get everything from. But when we call two-thirds of our Bible old, as in Old Testament, then we start to think it's something that isn't relevant to us today in the New Testament, okay? And, and I don't want anyone to think that because if we didn't have the Old Testament, we would hardly know much or anything about the, the way that God worked. And the, you know, how did we get here? Uh, all, the, all the detail of God working from creation to the promise to Abraham all the way through the nation of Israel and the significance of Israel to, to bring us the Savior, to bring us the Scriptures. We wouldn't have any of that detail. We wouldn't know any of that. It is so relevant. It is so important that we study the entire Bible. The entire Bible. The New Testament contains hundreds of references from the Old Testament. So the Old Testament is foundational to the New Testament. For instance, look at Mark chapter 10. In verse 6, this is Jesus speaking. He says, from the beginning of the creation, God made. Okay, That's a definitive statement from the mouth of Jesus that God created us in the beginning. And it also says, created them male and female. Now, we're going to get to that. That's not today. But we live in a turbulent, upside-down, crazy society. The thing that was the, the easiest thing to know in the entire world, we now don't seem to understand or know that anymore. Okay, We'll get back to that. But let's focus on Jesus saying, from the beginning of creation, God made them male and female. It doesn't say... After billions of years, the universe came into existence. It doesn't say that. Jesus said, from the beginning of creation, God made them male and female. He taught what? What did Jesus teach? He taught creation. 
Okay, why would he teach creation? Because he's the creator. He's the creator. We're gonna see that today. He said, he didn't teach evolution, he taught creation when he said, from the beginning of the creation, God made them male and female. And you know what it says in Genesis 1.1? In the beginning, God created the heaven and the earth. Okay? Now, now people say, well, God used evolution. We know for sure the earth is millions of years old. Yeah, and you went, but the problem with that is when you start to question, how do you know the earth is millions of years old? Well, it took millions of years for all the different sedimentary layers to, to form. Look at the Grand Canyon. Look at all of those layers. Well, as a matter of fact, I just went through the Grand Canyon. We're releasing the Grand Canyon show, and it's going to be incredible. And you're going to see all the layers in the Grand Canyon above the creation rocks, all the layers that have creatures were laid down quickly, and it had to be by water. There's proof of that. There's 100% proof of that, that it was laid down quickly by water, which would match another Old Testament story that the world will not accept. It's called the Genesis Flood, Noah's Flood, Global Flood. Step into the captivating world of ancient history and discover the inspiring story of David the Shepherd King. As a token of his gratitude for your amazing support, Jim Scudder Jr. is thrilled to offer you an exclusive, beautifully crafted Psalm 23 bookmark, absolutely free. This elegant keepsake is a symbol of our appreciation for your generosity. And when you give a gift of $35 or more, you'll receive not just one, but five Psalm 23 bookmarks and the engaging DVD series, Discover Hidden Israel 4, all about David, the Shepherd King. When you give a generous gift of $250 or more, you will also receive a limited edition canvas print portraying David the Shepherd King. To claim these remarkable gifts, call 800-78-GRACE. Go to ingraceradio.com or write to InGrace, P.O. Box 9, Lake Zurich, Illinois, 60047. Again, that's 800-78-GRACE or ingraceradio.com. Wouldn't you think the bigger the telescope, the better the microscope, we would start to see, okay, evolution is possible, but it's actually the opposite. The more we know about the small things, the more we know about the big things, the more we're just blown away, okay? So these advances in science are actually shouting creation. So as you get to see these new things coming out, it, uh, I just love watching these, uh, uh, these basically atheists just squirm. Because there's no, there's no explanation. You have to have more faith, more faith to be an evolutionist than you do to be a creationist. More, way more faith. This is simple for me. There is an all-powerful God that made us. The creation is only, let's say at the maximum, 10,000 years old. You say, no, it's impossible, it can't be. Well, again, what's the, what's the main reason they say that, that there were millions of years? Because of evolution. You take evolution out, you don't need millions of years. If you understand the flood, suddenly geology doesn't teach millions of years. It actually just teaches several thousand years. How do we know that the earth is less than 10,000 years old? Because of there's genealogies in the Bible. When you do the genealogical work, it leaves you at the maximum of 10,000. Probably more like six or 7,000 years is the age of our earth from creation. Okay? Now, 
What else does the New Testament say about creation and the creator? A lot, actually. Let's look back at John 1.1. In the beginning was the Word. You see how that's capitalized? This is Logos. This is the Word, meaning Jesus. It's a, it's a name of Jesus, the Word, the Logos. What is, what is a Word? A Word is I can say something that will convey to you my, my thoughts and my intentions, right? I can speak to you from this pulpit, and you're, I'm opening my mouth, and air is coming through my vocal cords and vibrating, and it's going through the air, and it's arriving to your ear, and your ear's able to decipher those different sounds, and your brain has learned a language, and now you know what I'm saying. What? Yeah, I think you understood most of that. So when Jesus is called the Word, he is the fullest expression of God, the Father's thoughts and intentions. If you want to know God, know Jesus. There's one God. There's three parts or three persons of the Godhead, the Father, Son, and the Spirit. And Jesus is the Word, the second person of the Trinity. The Word was in the beginning. It says, in the beginning was the Word. The Word was with God, the Word was God. So you see that the complexity of the Trinity, that's a hard one for us, right? Because we're finite, we're human. It's hard for us to understand how could three be one and one be three, okay? And it's a tough one, but I can accept that, no problem. The God that can create billions of galaxies and billions of stars in each galaxy by just speaking, that God uh, is an incredible, powerful God. Verse 2, John 1, the same was in the beginning with God. Okay, so we have the, the word, the Logos, was in the beginning and with God, and he was God, and the same was the beginning with God. All things, here it is, all things were made by him. My title today is The Creation of All Things. So we're finding out that the creator is Jesus, the Logos, the word. All things were what? Made. He didn't just set into motion an evolutionary process. We were with some folks this week, and we started to talk, and it turns out they're believers, and they live in California. And we had a wonderful time of fellowship with them. And he said, if evolution were true, wouldn't there be transitional forms between these different creatures. I said, absolutely, and not just one transitional form. If Let's say you're going to go from monkey to a man, you're going to have many transitional forms. I mean, millions or billions of transitional forms. They'll throw out the, the ape men, but when you study them, a number of those are frauds, absolutely 100% proven to be fraud, and then the ones that are left are either 100% ape or monkey, and the other are 100% man. So you don't have any transitions. But you would have millions and millions of them. You don't have any. My dad used to say, it's not a missing link, it's a missing chain. Okay? All things were what? Made by him. And without him was not anything made that was made. Okay? The, the New Testament is very, very clear on this. Romans 1. Because that which may be known of God is manifest in them, who is them, if you'd look up 
the previous verse, you're going to find that there were people that hold the truth of God in unrighteousness. In other words, if it says it in the Bible, they will not believe it. They'll actually believe the opposite. When they read God made them male and female, they will say, no, you, are, you can be whatever you want to be sexually. You can actually be called non-binary, whatever that means, okay? That's absolutely 100% ridiculous and absurd. And if you're confused about that, listen, folks, the Bible sets it clear. The creator created male and female, okay? Or if it says, well, uh, men should not marry men or be romantic with men or women with women, it's very clear in Scripture. But today, we've turned that on its head. And we said, no, we, you know, as long as you love, you know, it's okay for you to love whoever you want to love. It, not according to the Creator. Not according to the one that made all of us. Okay? Now, you can reject him and you reject that, but then... But then this kicks in for you. Romans 1, if you read the whole chapter, it, it talks about this downward spiral, okay? Because that which may be known of God is manifest in them. Even if you don't believe it, it's still true, and you know it's true deep down. You have to repress this. How do you know it's true? Because God created you, and he created you with some innate knowledge. I think everyone believes in heaven and hell. I think everyone knows there is a God. That's why an atheist cries out to God when they're about to die, okay? That which may be known of God is manifest in them, for God hath showed it unto them, but for the invisible things of him from what? The creation of the world are clearly seen. You say, well, where do I see it? Look around. Look at everything. Look at the person next to you. It's incredible with the evidence of creation that we see. Being understood by the things that are what? Made. So what are the invisible things of the world? Well, you can't see God. You can't see angels. You can't see wind. You can't see electricity. But we know that wind and electricity are real. If it's a windy day and you wear a toupee, you have to be careful, right? You know it's real. Any of you ever stuck your fingers in an outlet? The problem is never the evidence. The problem is we don't want to be accountable to a creator. That's the issue. And that is the issue. We are accountable. If we were created, we have a creator that has claims on us. And we better listen to what he says and do what he says. And the beautiful thing is our creator is a God of love. God of mercy and a God of grace. He's holy, he's righteous, he's just, so he has to punish our rebellion and our sin, but he put our sin upon his son, Jesus. And so that's the good news of the gospel, and that's the story of creation. Again, we're gonna talk about that more tomorrow on our Thursday edition of In Grace as we continue the series, Is the Old Testament Obsolete? Don't forget, we're doing some Gather in Grace events where we come to you. We're going to be in Mitchell, South Dakota and in Phoenix, Arizona coming up. And we have a free ticket for you, a really fun event that we're going to be putting on on a Saturday. And you can go to our website, ingraceradio.com and click on Gather in Grace. And there you'll find information, the times, the dates and the free ticket. Also, we are excited because we have a brand new bookmark. I would love to send you a free bookmark. It's beautiful. It's original artwork. It's the Good Shepherd. Psalm 23, and uh, we'd like to send that to you as our thank you for your listening. For those of you that can give a gift to In Grace to make sure we 
are able to continue to give the gospel to hundreds of thousands of people a week. Uh, we're going to thank you for your gift of $35 or more by sending you five bookmarks. You can keep one, give four away. And then also we're going to send you our brand new King David, the Shepherd King uh, video series, and that's called Discover Hidden Israel for King David as our thank you. Now, for those of you that can give a large amount of $250 or more, we're also going to include a beautiful canvas print of the Good Shepherd and Psalm 23. I'd love to hear from you today. Don't forget your Psalm 23 bookmark, absolutely free. Also for $35 or more, get five Psalm 23 bookmarks and the engaging DVD series, Discover Hidden Israel 4, all about David, the Shepherd King. When you generously give $250 or more, you will also receive a limited edition canvas print. Call 800-78-GRACE. Go to ingraceradio.com or write to InGrace. P.O. Box 9, Lake Zurich, Illinois, 60047. Thank you for joining us on InGrace Radio with Jim Scudder, Jr. InGrace is a member of the Evangelical Council for Financial Accountability. Our goal is to share the light of Jesus to a darkening world, helping you find hope gain purpose, and be a light. You can be that light today by joining our mission to spread the gospel around the world. Just call us, 800-78-GRACE, or go online, ingraceradio.com. You can also write to us at InGrace, P.O. Box 9, Lake Zurich, Illinois, 60047. Tune in tomorrow as we continue to explore God's Word and His world on InGrace Radio. Radio.